could have seen this thing really explode and then possibly do a follow-up. Yeah. But I think it should have been written and done as a one-time deal and then gone from there. Yeah, I totally agree. Welcome to the Average Jays Podcast. Where two best friends help you remember what happened this week. We are your hosts, Jay and Jay. I'm Jay, Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay, Jeremy Francois. Hey, everybody. It is February 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2022. Mm-hmm. And we have a couple of couple of stories for you guys today. We're going to go through TV, movies, and then even get into some sports news at the end. Right. I know, pretty crazy, wild sports for us, but we, <laughs> we are nerds that follow some big sports news as well. Uh, first off, talking about today's date, you know, February 2nd, 2022. Yeah. I mean, February 22nd, 2022. Yes. It's been all over the place. I've seen so many memes and videos breaking down. Like it's in the, in the UK, it's, uh, you know, they do month day. I mean like day, I'm sorry, day, month, year. Yes. So it's 2202, 2022. So in the UK and I mean, I guess every other part of the world besides America, they write their dates like that and it's a palindrome. So it's same forward and backwards. It's also like. It's something else. It's a it's another drone and a whatever gram because if you flip it upside down, mm-hmm. it's also it also reads the exact same way. So if you flip it upside down, it reads the same way. Like two if two you, two, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then backwards, it's the same thing. It's it's wild, and you know people are playing it up so much, but not reversed. Not reversed. Literally, backwards. like. Backwards, yes. <laughs> Just gotta clarify. If you that. flip each number, they become a five. Yes, so yeah. <laughs> so not like that. Um, just the order of the numbers if they were reversed. So yeah, you know everyone. You know I felt like there was a lot of places covering like how crazy it is once in a lifetime. And to be honest, I don't really care about it. Yeah, like, yes. be honest. Thank you, because I'm gonna be really on that think... honest boat with you. <laughs> I didn't think anything of it. And I didn't even realize that it was a thing till this morning when I woke up and I was like, oh. And, you know, you say this morning, (laughs) but I've been I've been seeing and hearing about it for like the last week where they're like, hey, you know, this date is going to be this. And it's like and then people posting about it with like at the time of 2.22 p.m. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then people are attaching how like this is a good luck day type thing. And it's like. I just think it's cool that it's one in a once in a lifetime because we've had it before for other things, for other dates. When it was Yeah, like it's like a it's like a, a cool thing to see. Yeah. Like, but I don't think I don't dig into it like, oh, it's a lucky day. I can't wait. Yeah. It's, like the next time it's gonna happen is in three thousand twenty two, which I'm not gonna be alive for, but you know. Or I mean, technically it'll be two thousand two hundred twenty-two. So then we'll get like all twos. Two thousand. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So that, yeah, so that'll be. I can imagine people with their sci-fi brains just bugging out, like, "Oh my god, this is the actual two, 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 two. But like but we anyway. had it the last time I remember it being kind of a big deal was when we had. Um, was it like eleven eleven? Oh, eleven eleven. Uh, yeah, eleven. It was eleven eleven eleven. Yeah. And I remember that, freshman like, year. you know, I, I went into, yeah, it was our freshman year of college. I went into the city, you remember, like, and we, we all went to Times Square, but like, that's it. Like, <laughs> even, 
even then, you know, I was like hyped or whatever for it. But looking back at it, I'm like, it was just another day. Like, why did I do that? But anyways, we're kids, we're children. Getting into some of the some of the news from this week, talking about yesterday now instead of today. Yeah, yesterday, a beloved aardvark said goodbye. And that is, of course, PBS Kids' renowned cartoon, Arthur. Its final episode aired yesterday, February 21st, 2022. 25 years. It is completely, completely done. 25 years of an aardvark, which God knows I would not know that animal if, Ard- if uh, Arthur didn't exist. Oh, 100%. So, to, and to think that, you know, 25 years, that's that's super long. That's like almost Simpsons long. Yes, I read that it's behind Simpsons, which is, that's yeah. wild. And Simpsons is still going, but it's like, wow. It's insane. Yeah. It's one of the longest running cartoons. So what are your, I have a couple touch points with Arthur, like as a kid, but what about you? Like, do you have any big touch points, like? In terms of memories or things you attribute to it? You know, it was just cool. I I just remember watching it all the time before I got into, like, my kids' WB growing up, Mm -hmm. you know, with superheroes and whatnot, the Mm -hmm. Spider-Mans. And I still watched it. Like, I went back and watched PBS. It was really cool. Um, I'm just trying to think of episodes. I remember, like, Mr. Ratburn was just just a douche. But he was like, he was kind of (laughs) like, he was kind of like, what's his name? Mr. Feeney in Boy Meets World. It, the, it, those two shows had similar uh uh vibes. Vibes, yeah. Um I'm trying to I'm trying to recall I'm going through like my mindscape right now just to find some episodes, but it was just really good. It it also taught real world stuff like I remember yeah. oh, I remember learning I remember DW fell one time. I think she got cut on her lip. That like that episode still with me and then it kind of taught me how blood cells work without getting into the science of it because it was like her mm-hmm. thought process and how everything worked like the mm-hmm. she got oh no it wasn't oh there was probably a different episode i think she got cut by a can but the the way she saw everything was the can busting through her her skin it was very mm-hmm. it's the way i'm describing it sounds like a horror show but if you watch the episode <laughs> it's cute but it's just like i don't know it was great i i just attributed myself like i felt like i was arthur because like I was Arthur. Mm-hmm. I had a sister, or have a sister. And I had, I have a sister like DW, who's younger. And I had my parents, and then what's cool is like he was a brown character. Like it's a yeah. anthropomorph- anthropomorphized animals, but you knew he was a brown. You know, he was a person of color. And I was, like, and I think that matters. You're talking about yeah. like representation, right? Yeah. In cartoons for kids, exactly, like, totally. Oh, and you definitely knew it when the theme song came out. Like you knew. Like <laughs> you cannot say 100%. he's not black. <laughs> But, like um, it was the same thing of like Skeeter from Doug. Yeah, like, oh, hundred percent. He's like turquoise, but like we know he's black. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. It it just hearing hearing the last episode, I was just like sitting down. Like I saw someone posted about. It. I was just like thinking about. It. I was like, wow. Like I low key want to go back and watch all those episodes because I stopped mm-hmm. at a certain point because I felt like they were just kept getting yeah. reruns, and I mm-hmm. don't know what PBS schedule is like when it comes to new episodes, but. I when mm-hmm. I heard they were still giving new episodes, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is this is cool." But obviously, I'm in college, high school. I'm not gonna watch it again. Yeah. But, uh, so I, you know, when I was younger, I think I had the same thing, right? Brown kid, brown cartoon character. Mm-hmm. I have a younger sister. You know, 
parents, it, you know, he had his best friend where they were like super tight buds. Uh, and I remember Mr. Rapper and he was like, I, I was always like annoyed by him, but you know, he did things out of love and to instill a lesson. So I, I get the whole Mr. Feeney aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I just remember, I also had like books, like little, like, uh, like kid yeah, books for Arthur. Yep. So different, I remember it was a, a lot little of bit it. different too, the, like the animation style, but go ahead. Yeah. And then, yeah, the animation style was definitely different. It was of the nineties and, you know, it had that same production quality, but yeah, it was, it was a very good formative show. And although I can't remember all of the things I do remember, like the meme ones, like I remember when Arthur hit DW, mm. I remember the episode where DW went to the pool and was like looking through her sunglasses on the chain link fence. Like, I remember mm. that one. Um, I remember Binky, the big, you know, dumb jock, uh, big guy. And it, it was just a fun show. And I remember it being so pivotal as a kid because I would always watch it on PBS. Like that was a thing. Right. I wasn't a huge PBS kid. But that was one of my shows. Like I would watch Arthur when I was younger. Yeah. And to see, and I remember a couple years back when they announced that Mr. Ratburn was like officially yeah. gay and they showed his partner. Yeah. Him and his partner getting married. And, you know, it is, it, I, I put Arthur in the same position as like Sesame Street or something like mm-hmm. that. A very pivotal program for kids that help with a lot of lessons of like acceptance and understanding and truly teaching kids at their level how to grow up and be good people yeah and other and just other things too like i read that and i didn't know this but they Mm -hmm. there were discussions of uh you know the disease of cancer uh Mm. autism and when and you said like same-sex marriage like those were topics that now that i'm thinking about like if i went back and watched it i'd be surprised that it's in there because it probably didn't yeah. stick with me, but it's just probably ingrained in me now as an adult. But just seeing this or reading about that, I was like, wow, they did discuss these things? Like, I never would have thought. Well, like, yeah, you got to imagine they did it in such a way that they made it easy for a kid to digest and it didn't stand out as something weird. It was just like, oh, you should be nice to this person or, you know, these sad things do happen. And this is how, you know, your favorite character goes through it so maybe you should be going through it the same way Mm -hmm. so i think they did their job in that because you know they instill those lessons without you even knowing it yeah so one thing i that stuck out with me was the off and on like will they won't they francine and arthur i don't know if that's (laughs) i just but i remember she was like a tomboy so she was like sometimes the bully or like i for some reason i always i just feel like no one liked arthur but he was like he was cool but not cool at the same time he was like Doug. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yes. This is a regular dude. Cool, but not cool. Yes. And sure. I felt that way because that was me too. <laughs> I was like, so definitely sad to see it go, but I think it's it's really cool that this is a thing that has helped so many kids and will continue to because PBS has put the entire library up to watch for free. Yeah. Right. And I'm it's on there on YouTube and PBS. Yeah. So that's on cool. YouTube, their YouTube page and on PBS. So yeah, it'll Arthur will continue to inspire and teach kids for many, many years, I'm sure. I would say so, share this with your kids if you have kids listeners. Oh, hundred percent. This is something yeah. where like 
Avatar, I mean, Avatar. <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> Arthur. <laughs> Arthur, as well as Avatar The Last Airbender. That's oh. what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. Those are two shows that my kids will watch solely because they do so well in those lessons. Like I said, instilling those lessons in 100%. kids without you knowing it because it did such a good job in, in like storytelling. 100%. So moving on to something else that hasn't been going on for 25 years, but let me tell you, it definitely feels that way. So <laughs> Stranger Things season five, right? They've announced that it is going to be the last season of Stranger Things. You know, it's been only five seasons, but it's taken forever. I want to say yeah. it's been in production for since what? Since like, 2016. Since 2016? Yeah. You mean since the first season or you mean the... Yeah, fifth? since the first season. Yes, 2016 was the when 2016. It so that's when it dropped. So they filmed it, I'm sure, 2014, 2015. So we're talking about oh. something that's been in process in for at yeah. least eight years now. Almost a decade. And yeah. almost a decade by the time we're, you know, it'll probably be closer to nine years when everything wraps and, and airs. But, true, true, true. you know, this show has been, we've seen these kids grow up. You know, Millie Bobby Brown actually just turned 18 the other day. Yeah. Uh, and she's exploded in her career because of her portrayal of Eleven. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm definitely not caught up. I stopped at you, season three. Oh, wow. Or season... I, I no, no, season three was the I last... I finished season two. Yeah, season, season three was the last season that dropped. And it was short. It was... Well, season one was the same episode. It was eight episodes. Yeah, so I don't think I finished season two. I think I was... At the end of season two, I don't think I finished it. Do you think you would have um, to rewatch it to like or like? No, no, it what? was it was recent. It was it was not too oh, long okay. ago that uh -huh. I went through it. Um, I saw like an episode of season three, like here or there. I saw like mm -hmm. the you know the the mall shopping episode mm -hmm. with eleven of season three when it dropped. Um, but yeah, I I haven't gotten all the way through, and then you know season four coming up, and then five being confirmed. Um. It's just one of those things where I've loved season one. I was yeah, there I, when it I, aired. I agree. I, I yeah. think season one was so good. And originally, correct me if I'm wrong, it was supposed to be an anthology series where each season was going to be different. I believe and it then, was. And I think and it then was because of the Yeah, because of the popularity of that story and those characters, they were like, you know what? We're going to continue on. And I remember the... You know the original, I guess, uh, direction for that was going to be three episodes, uh, three seasons, and then yep. they were going to call it at that. And then, lo and behold, season three came out. Everyone loved it, and they were like, "Oh, well, we have another season ready to go." And I was just like, "Oh man!" Like, I'm not a big proponent of just continuing things. Again, I haven't watched season three. Um, when season four drops, like. I don't know. Or did it already drop? Did season four already come out? Well, season four is what's coming. So season five is the last season, but season four is mm -hmm. the one that's coming out in uh, in May. In May. Okay. In May. So so I haven't seen season three yet. Um, I'm, I don't know if I watch season four. It's just one of those things where I don't really like when they, they meaning like showrunners or producers of shows, they kind of just give us one thing to expect and then they just add on more i would like, yeah. what are your thoughts on that like so i because I, I like contained stories i don't like yeah. things that stretch out you know yeah so like i 
I think because of the way season one and two did, I think they could have done with season three and just end it. And but yeah. when it comes to like other TV shows, like when you think of you know the infamous CW, they go on forever with their series. It's yeah. like you know one of my favorite shows, Supernatural, kept going, and I, I myself kind of stopped around season ten because I was like. Dude, they save the they save the world from the apocalypse. Like, what more? You can do more. You can do more with a lot of things. But it's like, you know, less like, is more. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with but speaking of Stranger Things, it could have been season just three seasons. I've having seen season three, I'm like, oh, mm. we don't. I remember how it ended too. Like a character just disappears. Then there's like a after credit where that character's somewhere else, and I'm like, oh, okay. So we're still doing another season. And, like Stranger Things, season one was perfect with some potholes here and there, but it's like I enjoyed it because I love the the '80s feel, and you know the the kids were yes. like kids. And what makes it hard for me to watch now is that even by season three, the actors themselves are older, so it's not going to feel mm. the same. That magic is going to be gone, and that's the thing. With yeah, it doesn't. Season, I feel yeah. like it'll it loses that like Goonies vibe that it started out with. Yeah, because. Remember in season one, they were like kid kids, like they were like 11 or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, they were playing D&D. They had slingshots and like that was their weapon of choice because they had nothing else to go off of. Yeah. Right. He had um, I forgot his name, but he had the wrist rocket and he had it was like a, a cool looking slingshot. Yeah. And, you know, it's. It made it special because it was kids and it was seeing these kids deal with this otherworldly threat. And the adults and not listening to them. Like, that's the exactly classic. adults not that's listening the to them and kids having to kind of take it in their own hands. And this time around, it was very nitty gritty. It wasn't as like adventure style as something like the Goonie was. The yeah. Goonies was. It was more sci fi, almost horror esque. And it was so good. It was so, I mean, you know, maybe this is the wrong word, but I, I thought, at least, it's revolutionary for when it came out because. We weren't seeing something like that. It was so original, and it was, and I think that's why it did so well. It was so original, so much fun, so different, and you know, it it was familiar. It captured not too original, but familiar. Yeah, it was familiar. I was just gonna say it captured a wide range of audiences because you got horror movie people, nerds that understand the references to like games and their pop culture of the time. Then you got people who grew up in the eighties. So those are two really big groups that they kind of got hold of immediately. Yep. You know, with the story, with the the movie monster thing of it all, right? Of the the Demogorgon, yep. and then also casting um this woman as the mom. Uh, Winona Ryder. Oh gosh, Winona Ryder. Yeah. So she big eighties nineties actor yeah. right there. So those those things kind of like did a happy like medium together right and everything yeah. just kind of put in the blender you got a nice milkshake like it was Ex you could have had exactly. a bad thing but it was great but it ended up being great and now you know having it extend even more and like you said we're seeing these kids grow up so each season we're taking like it's a gap right because yeah. they're not 12 anymore you know they're 16 in the show i think they're 16 now in, but yeah in, in, in real season, life they're in 18 season three they're they were like they're starting to and and I, I get the growing part they're now it gets to the slice of life it's not the goonies it's like the slice of life so um two of the characters like not to get into spoiler territory but like there's there's that romantic that's the teenage pre-teenage angst like oh like i like this person like this is just 
you know, mm-hmm. you're, what's the word when you're turning to a teenager? Uh, what's not blooming? Like puberty. I guess puberty is the word I'm looking for. Like you're just hitting puberty, and it's just like you're figuring stuff out. But then you got the monsters, the sci-fi, the the scary stuff, mm-hmm. and how do those get together? And like for season three, I I see it working, but I'm just like, I I, th- I think it could have been done. But look, I'm I'm not a I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of Stranger Things. I'm a huge fan of season one, but I think it could have mm-hmm. been it should have ended a while ago. I will still watch this one and the last one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. I think I'm of the camp of like I'll see how it pans out. I'm like I said, I'm I'm very much for isolated stories and and things that are just kind of like one and dones. So yeah. you know, it, don't get me wrong. I like my extended series, like The Office or Game of Thrones, or like I like the long stories that can be told. But when you come to something like uh, Stranger Things, where it's you know the the basis is this otherworldly monster, right? Like, how many times can you go back to that well? You know, how and many times can you, you can dress it you up? Can, yeah, you can do this. You can for eleven seasons, but it's like you said, the question: Should like, you? yeah like should you do that yeah you know and and you just water you just keep watering it down every time every season and i I went back and looked at it like you know it came on 2016 we got another one 2017 but then that gap where it never came out in 2018 i don't know what was the deal was then it came out 2019 and then we had our you know uh covid which is not their fault but netflix is known for like just either hush hush canceling stuff or they sometimes yeah. say they cancel things and or they just do odd you know releases like this is coming out mm-hmm. in May like it's not this it's not like regular TV programming where it comes out every year but yeah. they just choose whenever but i don't know we'll, we'll see how this goes yeah i just i i don't know like if it does really well maybe i you know i'll finish going through it all but i'm in no hurry for the moment um but moving on to our next topic Kind of staying within that realm of otherworldly, right? This was a topic that Jay you put on here specifically. So science, like scientists, have discovered the biggest galaxy ever in our yes, in our like universe. I guess yes, in our universe, and so yeah, in our mm-hmm. universe. Um, but there's a short blip, you know, blurb here. You know, astronomers just discovered that gal- uh, the galaxy of I'm gonna mispronounce this. I'm really good with words. Mm-hmm. Alcyonius, Alcyonius, I'm mispronouncing, but look it up, guys, um, which like stretches uh, stretches a reported 16.3 million light years long. I'm, I can't imagine a light year. A light year is a long, long distance, but we're hitting the M, million, 16? That's, you can't imagine that because that's not, our brain can't comprehend that. We haven't hit the fifth dimension yet, so I don't. Um, <laughs> what always bothers me about these measurements is like, how do we know that? And like, how can thing. we calculate that? I mean, I'm not a scientist, like super. I smart agree. I'm not a scientist, Professor either. Berg. But I just, it's so weird to me. Like maybe because I am a dumb, dumb caveman person. Like maybe I just don't understand You're what goes into that kind of from... math and science. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like just hearing that, like a light year. Like how do we even know what a light year is? Like, how can we even fathom that? And what telescope did we look into and we saw it and we were like, oh, it's from there to there. Okay, yeah, that's 16 million light years. Like, because that had to happen, right? In in the dumbest way possible for me to explain the, it. Yeah, so Somebody I'll give you my dumb Somebody looked through a way. telescope, took a picture, 
and measured it with a ruler. And they were like, okay, so this is the conversion charts here. This was three inches. So three they inches. They have the, um, the mean notebook with the conversion <laughs> chart in the back. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, okay, to that 16 point whatever million light years. Cool. I'm like, how? It, it's ridiculous. Um, I I don't even say it's it's cool, but it's still fun. Like I can't imagine. Like, and that's the thing with me. And we and if you guys have been listening to the, our podcast, I mentioned here that like I wish we would focus on just space travel. And we're we're kind of are like when I'm not existing anymore, that's going to be a real thing. It's going to be normal. Yeah, we're probably going to have possibly have colonies if we stop fighting each other. But the fact that we can just count and do these measurements, like we have the scientific know-how to make these measurements, why can't we use the scientific know-how to get off this planet and find other resources? Um, but this, I want to bring this question to you. Do you believe in aliens? This goes to you, Justin, and to the listeners. A hundred percent. I don't, I think it's, and you know, it, it, I know we get into this kind of murky water situation when it comes to, like religion and science, I am, you know, I, I'm a Christian. That's my belief system. I'm totally fine with anyone else's. Like everyone has their own opinions and everyone could do whatever they want. Yeah. And I know being a Christian, typically like people don't believe in like evolution, aliens and all that. I am one of those people. I believe in evolution. I believe in aliens. I think it is statistically impossible that in this ever-expanding infinite universe that we are the only living beings and whether or not like maybe like you know there's two there's two sides of the coin right so we could be the most advanced civilization out there and there could be life on other planets like in terms of maybe uh wildlife or bacterias and yeah it could go from as small as that yeah it doesn't have to be green men yeah exactly or it could be the flip side of those little green men are light years ahead of us and doing their own thing, bopping around the universe. And we are extreme because we are technically speaking, we're a very young species in terms of the universe. So it's very possible that there is another species out there that is light years beyond us has evolved, has evolved to these things that we can't comprehend and they go around doing their own thing. And, you know, we're just dumb stuck on our own rock. Right. And and literally you said the words dumb and stuck on a rock. Like I I don't want to call everyone dumb. I think no, as a humanity, as human race, we're still and I'm I'm I get slightly political here, but we're just we're still fighting each other. And it's just like why? There's so many cool things we're we dumb. can do. We can just teleport through space, do cool things. It's cause we're dumb. It's cause we're dumb. If we were to to unify, th- we would have an amazing like okay i know politically it's all kind of crazy and all that and custom wise whatever if we were to unify and just stop fighting each other and work on advancements we would be able to do whatever we wanted yeah you know it's but but we don't because everyone's afraid of you know somebody walking around with a bigger stick so we're still there we're not we haven't evolved to the point of like collaboration we're Mm -hmm. still in the in the competition stage Yep. And who knows if the human race will ever get there. But yeah, you know, I I do believe that there's life out there. Now, what shape and form that life takes in terms of uh, intelligence or, you know, biochemistry setup, 
Like, I have no idea. Like, it, like oh, yeah. I said, it could be that single cell organism in a puddle on Galaxy XY7 somewhere, or it could be the Schlumorpians that have existed for a millennia and have mastered all types of space travel. We have no idea. Yeah. How about it's you? Kinda like, it's kind of like that. Where do you uh, fit? That's, I, I agree with you totally. I just, I try to think of it as like, and I was thinking about it today as I found, came across this article. Like, I think, or this is one other thing. Like, what if they're just humans like us somewhere else on the literal other side of the galaxy having the same yeah, problem why not? as us with, uh, you know, they, they're not called America. They're called more Mar- America, man. I don't know. And then they have, <laughs> they don't speak English. They speak man. And they just have the same problems as we do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, that's totally possible. Why not? And then, like that's why we're not bumping into each other in space. Like that's because we're both dumb. Yeah, but then we always hear about these random UFOs and stuff like that. Um, See, and that's that's another thing where you know, uh, was it like two years ago? Mm-hmm. The 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 government has released like closed files on UFOs. Oh, this happened. And, this happened. Con- they showed us recently, but this happened like two years ago. Or two, three years. Yeah, ago. and it was. Um, I think more came out recently, ah, yeah. but it it also happened, you know, a couple of years ago when they finally un uncovered these files and released them to the public, where different armed forces confirmed the existence of UFOs and they released video files and all that. And you know, it's it has to be possible, right? Like, yeah. I I don't know if I believe like they're living among us, but like in terms of just travel. If they are that advanced, they would have had to have stumbled upon us at some point, and we oh, might they not. Did and they just didn't like the way we operate. <laughs> probably, and we're like, probably too dumb to even be able to register those, like energy sources or what have you, like that technology. Gonna, so they're still using fossil fuels. <laughs> Let's get yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. They're like, oh, they're still drilling into their earth for their oil. Oh, even like, even worse. They're like, oh wow, they're just discovering our solar energy. Wow, <laughs> they're just so elitist. Yeah, they're just like, oh, gross. Don't breathe next to them. You might catch their stupid. Like, yeah, it's it's totally possible. I think so. Um, right, think anything else? To, to, yeah. About just the. It, it's just so huge, and we're just in our. We still haven't done anything in our own galaxy. Like, yeah, no. We totally found sucks. some. I remember reading that we found a, a a planet. That's they're like, oh, we found a planet, but we can't live there. Like, why do you keep telling me we can't live there? Tell me where we can live. Like, it's yeah. too hot. Tell me like, where we can actually go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we found this planet that um, it's too close to the sun. But so the water would bo- boil us alive. I'm like, okay, and mm-hmm. what, why would why do we need that information? Because Jay, they found it. I feel like sometimes scientists are kind of like um that annoying little kid. Yeah, they come to you and they're like, "Look at this cool thing we found." Yeah. And it's like, oh, "Okay, cool, man." And then as soon as they walk away, you turn to your friend or your spouse, and you're like, "That was the dumbest thing I could have ever heard." I, I think you're like, right. What, so what, they're, what was they're the point like, of that? They're smart, dumb kids, and we're just dumb, yeah. dumb. But yeah, we're just one. I think the general public is just too dumb to appreciate these things because, yes, these are technological and and scientific advancements and cool discoveries. But I could care less because it does nothing for me. Right. Like, yes. And it's not selfish. It's just like, yeah, like it doesn't advance us as a human race at all. It's like, yeah, Pluto could be a planet again. Great. Like, what? Like, why do we still care about that? Like, why is that still an argument? 
it's but it's always a big argument. But yes, that's that's what we we've come to conclude too. <laughs> so coming back down to earth and talking about things that actually help move the needle in terms of human advancement, right? We saw the reveal of a new Batman trailer this past Sunday. And yes. let me tell you, I, I think that this is one of the pinnacles of human human existence at this point. Science created so, this. Science Fact. did create this. Science had a big hand in this. So going into our movies segment, right? Like I said, Batman dropped a new trailer. The Batman dropped a new trailer this past Sunday like with Robert. One, right? I think so. I think it's the third one with yeah. Robert Battenson and uh-huh. um, <laughs> and Zoe Bella Kravitz. Zoe Bella Catris. Get it? Because she's cat, Catwoman. Yes. Gotta, I was trying to think of another name. I, I I was not ignoring yours. I was trying to think of another name, but yours probably fit. <laughs> Colin Peng Farrell. Penguin Feral. I don't think it works as you know, like you know how you have like Ben Affleck, yeah, like Affleck. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. That way. For, so anyway, one? yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> we got a new trailer there, that. and we saw Robert Pattinson and Selena Kyle, aka Zoe Bell of Kravitz, taking on different bad guys. It was very action, you know, based. It was a lot of action sequences for the that happened in that the trailer, trailer. It's just. Because this movie, remember, it's going to be close to three hours. Yeah. So I, I don't know about you. I still don't know really what this entire story is about. Like, yeah, I get it. It's his second year. The Riddler's kind of on the loose doing bad things. But I don't – and I th- this is to their credit. They haven't let a lot of story details leak, like which I'm happy about because yeah. I want to be surprised at things that happen. I can only say it's due to the director because when you have like – and. Like I say, uh, when you have like the DCEU, it's the suits mm-hmm. controlling it. So they tend to reveal too much, which is, again, very annoying, personal opinion, but still very annoying. Um, with the Batman, which is outside of the DCEU, um, it's more director control. So it's like, hey, do not show this. Kind of when Chris Nolan did the Dark Knight trilogy, he mm-hmm. the suits didn't have super control. He's like, no, do not show these things in the trailer. Um, yeah. But to go answer your question, I or not to answer your question, but to go off this topic where I I don't know anything either. I can only have speculation, but like judging from the things that they're saying and from the mm-hmm. games that I've played, like have you p- played uh Telltale Batman? Uh the first season of it. Okay. I didn't finish it all, but I played like whatever the first remember- first couple chapters or whatever. So, so two things made me think of this. So I think, and I think we've discussed this too. Like, I believe that uh, Bruce Wayne's parents are were actually not good people. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. very rich, elitist people that did not care. And I think that's something that was that in the and game. And he had ties to like mafia underworld. Yeah, things. exactly. Like with uh, Car- uh, Falcone and Carmine. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That was also in the same thing. If you've seen the Joker, Bruce Wayne is kind of a douche. It's like. Yeah, yeah, that's not the Bruce Wayne we grew up with. Uh, Chris Nolan's that was not like the Doctor. Um, yeah, yeah. I I don't. I I love where this is going. I see. I see that that through line where there's that, and then the Riddler not liking that. He finds out that he's. I guess he knows he's Batman, 
that that's what the trailer's showing because he's really yeah. smart. Um, well, typically, I think Riddler is one of the people that guesses he's Batman, like in different runs. Like he yeah. finds out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah, like the and the just only, doesn't tell people. Well, and, and kind of like the Joker. I know the Joker finds out once in a while, and just they don't tell yeah. people. And certain to iterations, keep the game like, going. The like I think in recent run, Joker finds out, Riddler finds out at some point because yeah, that's the thing. I love that Riddler is the main villain of this story because it's like it gives him his due. You think of Riddler, I think yeah. of you know the animated one, which he was kind of cool but still quirky. But then people may think, I of, think Jim of Jim Carrey, Carrey. and yeah. and like people are not gonna. It's kind of like the Aquaman back in the days. Like you're not gonna take that person seriously. But now that people are getting to read their due. True, true moviegoers and superhero fans will never take Aquaman seriously because he's garbage. Anyway, so we're we're going off tangent here. Uh, as the listeners will know, I'm a little bothered. Anyway, um, but yeah, some <laughs> some people um will will appreciate that. Like I I love the Joker. Yeah. Like he's always been one of my favorite characters before Heath Ledger. But like I think seeing this person or this villain one of his role galleries is going to be really cool and they say that he's this movie is going to be like a horror movie and i can kind of see that because it reminds me of seven yeah. just from the cinematography mm-hmm. and everything it's very creepy and like sitting through seven was a, this was kind of tough so i guess the nerve actually is still you haven't seen it I actually showed no i have i've oh, seen it oh. a couple times um, I showed Erica it a couple months back and she liked oh. it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's, you know, this version of the Riddler is very methodical, serial killer-esque, draws a lot of inspiration from the the real life Zodiac killer. Yep. And this shows that in a very real gritty way. It's very dark and it's, you know, we're going to probably see some messed up stuff in it. And yep. it looks pretty messed up. Like it's, you know... Like you said, the cinematography is there. It kind of gives you that sense of dread. It's you, you see this figure in the distance, and he knows his plan. He knows everything, how it's playing out. Yeah. He knows everyone is the the different pawns in the chessboard, and he's playing his game, and people are getting frustrated and scared of what comes next. And yeah. I think that's awesome. Like We haven't seen a villain like this for a very long time, and to your point, I'm happy it's somebody else, right? We haven't seen the Riddler in live action since Jim Carrey's portrayal in the um, the Val Kilmer Batman. And, you know, it, yeah, it's good for what it was. It was funny, campy, whatever. But, you know, seeing it as you know, him being a real threat, I think aligns with his character more because the Riddler, think about that, a incredibly smart human being that loses his humanity because he can be that smart. You know, yeah. somebody who doesn't care for human life because they, you know, in their own twisted head are seeing beyond human life. So yeah. that's a scary concept. That is. It's just he's seeing past you. Um, before I lose this thought, you said Jim Carrey, but I, I didn't really watch the show, but uh, the show Gotham, he was also in there. Mm. He, yeah, before, he Gotham. You know, Gotham is supposed to be like slash prequel, whatever. I don't want to get into all that, but he, that was another live iteration. He was actually a good, uh, a good. The actor who played uh, Riddler mm-hmm. in the show was pretty good, but the one who stole the show the most was I forget the actor's name, but was Penguin, who's another character that I'm happy to see. Yeah, because um, it's like you can pl- you have such a large sandbox, and you know we don't need to have the Joker. It's kind of the same thing with the X Men. We don't need to have Wolverine. I love Hugh Jackman. 
but we don't need to be him to be the centerpiece because we have all these all these characters like you know the joker was there's so many more stories to tell yeah like the joker you know? was the it was his movie it wasn't the batman's movie mm-hmm. batman was in joker's movie basically um speaking yeah. of the dark knight uh movie but i'm i'm stoked and um matt reeves uh there's the, the the discussion i think it's in the works or something i forget the the wording but mr freeze is a, a topic of discussion and i would love that i'm so about that but like my like seeing uh, arkham city and they took the paul dini's uh storyline from the arkham uh i mean from the animated series where he, mm-hmm. you know he's a he's a, a tragic villain like you fall for him like Dude lost his wife, preserved him, preserved her in ice just so he can figure it out and bring her back to life. But he becomes evil. Well, not evil. He becomes a monster just to bring the woman that he loves. That's very tragic. Yeah, he loses relatable. himself. Yeah, he loses himself while trying to do this good deed. When yeah. it's like, you know, it's the classic tale of of humanity where it's like, when is it your time to just let it go? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, when are you doing more harm than good? Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's a tragic hero. He loses his way kind of similar to how two face was portrayed in, um, in the in dark, dark Knight, Knight movie as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause you know, he's this glorified politician, Harvey Dent, and then he has this terrible accident and half his face is gone. And that's when he kind of, you know, loses it. And he's like, you know what? No, everything is black or white. Yep. Like there is no middle ground. Like everything is up to chance. And that's when, you know, he kind of loses his way, but it's, it's could be the same for, uh, Mr. Freeze, where it's just like, yeah, he's he's just a guy. He was a scientist. His wife got really sick, and now he's just trying to help her come back because that was his world. So it's really easy to relate to someone like that. And it's you know, if they if they tell it in that gritty uh, new Batman way, I think it'll be really really fun to yeah. see that character development mm-hmm. alongside this newer Batman. I think that'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah, because I, I and, and then talk, what, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's. I agree with you because it's uh, with Nolan's Batman. Like we we find ourselves comparing it to it. You know, he wanted to keep it grounded, so he didn't want any supernatural, any scientific, yeah. too high sci-fi stuff. Like it's something I would love to see that come back to the theaters. You know, like yeah. we, we had our grounded, we saw it worked, but let's up it a notch. Like right now, we're they're still pretty grounded, right? In the Batman mm-hmm. so far, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it looks like I, I I still have my theory that this is also taking place in the same universe as Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, because we keep seeing these guys in clown makeup that look like thugs. So I have to imagine that maybe it's like a sequel um, or some sort of not sequel, but like a, a you know, it's in that after. same. Yeah, it's taking place after. It's not a direct sequel. So maybe the Joker hasn't been seen from in a while, but he still has like his loyal like grunts that still run around in gangs and uh like i i could see that being a thing you and- say that and i don't i don't want to get super far off tangent but it makes it reminds me of if you ever read zero year um the joker test show he's not the joker yet but you know before the joker is a joker he is the red mm-hmm. red hood and he is in zero year the main villain of zero year is riddler so i'm wondering mm-hmm. if they're kind of expanding on that and expanding totally possible joker because that that joaquin phoenix joker might not be the full joker yet he could have gone joker red hood joker 
We don't know. Yeah, it's totally, totally possible. But like, what I'm saying is they're they're playing around with that grounded story still, right? Yeah. It looks like we might have a Joker t- tie-in somehow. Then we have the Riddler, who's like a real serial killer. Catwoman, who is a cat burglar, um, and then the Penguin, who looks like you know the regular mobster, but he's just short and fat. Yeah. You know, he's not like you know but in an nose. ice cave with penguins everywhere. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he looks like a real person. Yeah, so I can see them kind of taking Mister Freeze and molding him into a real person, being like maybe he doesn't walk around with an ice gun, but maybe he like that's still his shtick, right? Where he needs to where he just turns things cold maybe through touch or something like that or or maybe his go-to devices that he sets off are freeze-based i'm sure that they can figure it out where it's still grounded in that universe so it's possible yeah it's definitely possible it's something that i'm looking forward to for sure i know you already have your tickets to go see it but definitely want to see that in the theater imax all day (laughs) so moving on to some more movie news here Uncharted, so uh, Uncharted is doing, especially in terms of a video game movie, Uncharted is doing very well. Doing very well. So, what would you think is attributed to this? So before before you go into that, Uncharted is a uh, Sony Pictures movie with Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, and it's kind of Indiana Jones adjacent, right? Tom Holland is a young guy who gets involved with. Yeah, he's Nathan Drake, he's a young guy who gets involved with Sully, who is I forgot something Sullivan, but yeah. uh, Mark Wahlberg's yeah. character, and Mark Wahlberg's character is like a international like thief. So he goes around stealing and like finding these treasures and selling it. And Tom Holland gets involved with him, and they buddy up, and you know they travel the world finding lost treasure. So, with that being said, it it kind of sounds like a concept that's been done to death, but Jay, what do you think? Like, why do you think that this is doing well? So I only say it it, it does is financially is doing well. Critically, it's probably like 40, well, 50 is my Ryan Tomatoes. Banned, yeah. But um, but I, I want to say like first with the games, like I'm sure anyone that's played games, like even with like the Tomb Raider or the Halo, they're always gonna be curious to go see what this is like. So you got the gamers, mm-hmm. like we talked about this on, on our last show, our last episode with Halo. They're going to go see yeah. that. And then you got the normies that are going to go watch it because it's also Tom Holland. And if you're a big Tom Holland fan, you're going to go see it. If you love Tom mm-hmm. Holland because of Spider-Man, you're going to go see it. I think that's why it's doing well. I myself, I'm not in a rush to go see it. Maybe okay. if I'm not doing anything, I might go see it. Or mm-hmm. uh, if I'm busy, I'll probably wait till it hits uh, the streaming uh, service. Just last night, I watched uh, a, a King's Man. Which just happened to be on Hulu. I was surprised. I was like, "Oh, it's on Hulu." Boop. Just watched it. How was that? Just real quick. It was. It was enjoyable. Like I've only seen the first one. I thought I saw the second one, but I didn't. But it was enjoyable. Like mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, there was a twist in there okay. that I was not. I was not. I was surprised. I was like, "Wow, that actually happened." Wow, and that got me. But That's like, cool. yeah, it was good. Like I enjoyed the movie. Like if you like. I, I don't know who directed it because I know Guy Ritchie, I believe, did the first one. But if you like yeah. that type of like you like the first one, you might enjoy this to see where it all started. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was pretty cool. OK, but, um, so now yeah. getting back to Uncharted. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think it's doing well in the theaters? Like, obviously, you know, it is being critically panned. 
Right now, we can see that it has a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. IMDb tends to be a little softer with its reviews. Yeah, they, they uh, Rotten do. Tomatoes is pretty, you know, the go-to. And then Metacritic being the, like, end-all, be-all of everything, Metacritic is giving it a 47. So that's pretty bad. Like, those 40s are not Yeah, I think awesome. it's doing well for now. Mm-hmm. But it's not gonna be on some like Avengers level. I think just for it, no, no, because way. it's kind of one of like, it's just it's just one big boom in the beginning. Because like as I said before, I think it's doing well because it's Tom Holland. Spider Man just yeah, came sure. out, and all you're seeing is Tom Holland. He they're just riding that that wave, and it's yeah. just gonna dip. And my dude, yeah. just last week, uh, Spider Man is still was just getting close or probably did beat avatar i don't i forget am i wrong yeah it beat avatar already. It beat, so yeah like it like it's just riding that wave um but i think it's gonna go down but for now it's just doing very well and i believe domestically because i'm looking now so domestic box office it hit um well no worldwide box office it hit almost 140 million so far so that's pretty good in terms of sales, 140 million, anything over 100 million when it comes to like box office sales is yeah. pretty massive. That means that your movie is pretty much a success. Uh, this budget, it had a high budget. So, I mean, I can only imagine with between yeah. effects as and like talent, right? It's it's about the budget to get his budget was, back. So, so the the budget was 120 million. So, it's already oh, actually, got it, it, did, budget it did back. got it back. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It yeah, it got it back, back and more. So, this movie is. Well on its way to, you know, definitely getting a franchise treatment and getting at least two more because the first time if you can cross a hundred million, you're you're pretty much set for the next one. Yeah. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I think it's only getting this attention because of Tom Holland. You know, Tom Holland is a heavy name right now, you know, with Spider-Man No Way Home doing as well as it did. And you're right. I think it's riding that wave. I think the Uncharted movie is riding that wave because Uncharted, I think, is another case of like. We were talking about this with the Halo TV series. Mm-hmm. It's another case of like too little, too late. So Halo yeah. being a little different because the production is there. And I think it we're going to see some Mandalorian-esque storytelling. Mm-hmm. Whereas Uncharted, it's something that has been done for ever in cinema it's the treasure hunter we've seen it a million times mm-hmm. so the difference being here right it's based off of the video game you know which did amazing all was it all four entries all four. right and was- all, all that side stuff before the four main entries yes so it's done amazing and that storyline is great i never i never played the last one but i played Whoa, the first three gotta. and the, the story is fantastic and I haven't seen the, the movie yet, but from what I've seen in trailers, it's not really following the story. Yeah, I, I've been like, reading. It's like a loose like a adaptation. Yeah, it was like a prequel loose adaptation because, like, the like the famous scene where he's just and you've seen it in the video game where he's in the hell in the plane when he's hanging. Hang, yeah, and like that's happened in the game. So why is like he's not the same age? Um, so it's I, that yeah. is that scene. As soon as I saw it, I was kind of like, ugh. Like they're yeah. doing that to get people that played the video game, right? Yeah. And then as somebody that has played the three, the the first three entries, he meets Sully when he's a kid, when he's yeah, like twelve younger. in he's the younger. in the streets in like a, a random country, 
and he's super young and Sully ends up taking him under his wing. I think mm-hmm. he actually pickpockets Sully and Sully like yeah, I believe so. Like, impressed and and takes him under his wing and raises him to be this treasure hunter. But, you know, it's to me I just don't understand like why now of all things. Yeah, and you meant you hit you said it before like a little too late with like like kind of what we said with Halo. I when I see Nathan Drake, I see Nathan Fillion. Like when they did yeah, that 100% with him, like a few years back, that was great. And I understand age is a thing for an actor and especially with but Nathan Fillion is great and I, and he sounds just like him even though they're it's a different yeah. voice actor. That would have been perfect. We could have we could have actually continued put him in between one of the games with Nathan Fillion, you know? Yep. But this is now like a loose prequel. That doesn't you know, make they sense did him young. They did Nathan Drake young here in Tom Holland because they want to keep making more of these. That's oh, yeah. all it and, is. And you mentioned it they, as you say before, the almighty dollar. That's all it comes down to. They're just trying to pump out as much as possible so they can make money. Because if they cared about the story and the fan base, because this tells me that they don't care about the story and the fan base, like Agreed. how this went about happening. But if they cared about the story and the fan base, they would have done I even would have liked to see a continuation from the video games. I don't know how the series ended with. Oh, um, if you when you see four, I think four was a nice end, but I would have yeah. loved to see in between. So, like, what was he doing? Because in in some PSP games and some of the yeah. like they were in between certain in between certain stories. Games. But episode four, the fourth game, I think, was a nice end to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think they need to do any more. When it comes so yeah, to- so. I would have liked a real, you know, Nathan Drake story that, you know, maybe we haven't seen in the video games to, to mm-hmm. what you're saying. It could be a side story, but that had nods or maybe flashback to some events that we as gamers have seen exactly. in the that other video games. Yes. And I think with a high production, you know, I, I see Nathan Fillion also. So in my head, this should have been headed up by, you know... I don't think Mark Wahlberg was like a great choice for Sully, but fine. But it's also but I think it's Mark Wahlberg. Exactly. But I wanted to see, I would have loved to see this movie with an unknown actor. Unknown actor, give them a shot at it. Let them really kill this part. Spend a fraction of this money. Yeah. And have it still do well because it is uncharted. Yes, you got the clout from Tom the Holland. And, yeah. But but you got enough clout from the games, I think, to draw in people that if they did a very well-produced, story-driven, one-shot movie, then you could have seen this thing really explode and then possibly do a follow-up. Yeah. But I think it should have been written and done as a one-time deal and then gone from there. Yeah, I totally agree. And it, it, they should have done something like where, like, oh, we'll do... If they actually announced this, just like they did with Halo, where it's like, Oh, um, this Halo universe—it's its own canon. It's nothing to do with the games. Then I'll be like, yeah. okay, I'm a little bit more curious now. But it seems like there, it, there's no nothing solidifying saying, oh no, this is nothing to do with the games. And then speaking of the Almighty Dollar, it makes me think. And as you mentioned before, Sony when they got Bungie, they they say that they want to just make games so they can make movies. So I was like, okay, so you just want more money? I don't hear any passion yeah, behind no, anything like. I would love to see like a Jackson Daxon movie, which they announced, but it's like, is it going to be tying to the game or is it going to be its own thing? Like, what are you doing? But uh, I don't know. 
like look i love mark Wahlberg. i like to i love tom holland but like just choosing them just to make the money is when you when you basically when you're not doing anything out of passion it's just not it's just watered down you're not you're not and it comes across like that right for you know for normal moviegoers maybe not you know if you're just into a popcorn flick oh yeah just by all means by all means but to the actual fans that you're trying to get in to see this, because that's what these movies are for, right? Yeah. They want the people that are familiar with the source material to come in and check this out. And, you know, if you go into that, then we have another situation with, like, you know, uh, Angela Jolie's Tomb Raiders, right? Like, yeah, it made a decent amount of money in the box office, but then the sequel came out and it was completely panned because, mm. you know, those things are not, there's no passion there. Yeah, you know, it's just, hey, let's drain video game nerds of their money. Yeah. So, and that comes across. Same thing with Assassin's Creed, right? You attach a big name like Michael Fassbender, and then you turn the Animus thing into like some weird claw thing that went into him, and he was jumping around and all that. It's just it shows that the people creating it, or maybe just the suits, you know, the direction from the actual studios are so misguided and they're so off brand from what people actually liked about these source material video games, right? It's a complete contrast. And then once that happens, you know, it, it sours the taste for everyone because Assassin's Creed should have been something where like everyone went to go see it and then they made 15 sequels. Yeah. But they didn't because they strayed too much away from it. They tried to bring it, I don't even know, like too much into modern day. It and was I just barely, weird... yeah. I, bar- I I was on a plane and I was like, let me choose to watch. I fell asleep. I I was tired. Admittedly, I don't like to sleep when I'm watching a movie, but I fell asleep. I would have saved it and been like, oh, this seems like a good movie. Let me go back and watch it. I never went and watched it. Um, I totally agree. It's something that Assassin when I when they first announced Assassin's Creed, I was like, wow, I'm gonna watch this. Yep. But then. Now looking back, it's like, yeah, I don't know why I felt that way. But then now I'm seeing everything with a critical eye. Now you got stuff like Sonic, which, like, you oh, that should have been a bad movie. That should have been, but it wasn't. Great because... segue, Jay. Damn, that was a great segue. I needed to just call that out because, as our listeners oh, might know, funny. right now we're going into our next topic, which is Sonic. So go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Don't. Honestly, it is a good segue because you mentioned how Assassin's Creed should have made 15 sequels because of Sonic's popularity. Knuckles is getting his own spinoff. Where's the button where you just go pew, 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 and it's just going. But anyway, not, uh, Knuckles. I was saying Knuckles. Knuckles. Idris Elba. Is Idris gonna... Elba. Idris Knuckles, um, it's gonna get his own spinoff, and which is awesome. And it's it's gonna be a TV series, right? Yeah, it's gonna be. TV, but I'm like wondering where, like, I'm is is what prop? Like, I feel like I saw something saying it was Amazon, but I could be wrong. Because I was um, like, where are they gonna play that? I don't I know don't because care. Knuckles is what what studios did Sega? Did oh Sonic. yeah. I'm yeah, let me actually look that up. Was it 20th Century? If it was, then that if if it was, that means Disney. But or Hulu, they could pop it on Hulu. Oh yes, 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 yes. Look at you, teamwork. Yeah, I could definitely put it. I could see them putting that on on Hulu. Um, um, oh, for Paramount, it's for Paramount. 
So it's under oh, development. So okay. they've they've confirmed that it's starring Edris Elba again, and it's under development for Paramount Plus alongside the third Sonic movie. So you know we've already gotten. So they're doing their third own universe, Sonic. which is pretty cool. Yeah, which is cool. And you know, going back to it, I think Sonic, right? Again, it wasn't anything that should win any like Oscars or anything. Like oh that. yeah, 100%. but it was a fun movie, and I think it captured. What's fun about Sonic? And yes, I know traditionally, like it's Sonic was, you know, a 2D running game, not a lot of story there. But as Sonic has gone through all these evolutions, we've seen him be fleshed out more into a character. And yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed Sonic. This was in the movie adaptation. It's a young Sonic. So yeah, he's still kind of like uh, sarcastic and things like that. But, you know, he's truly just looking for a place to belong. And I and uh -huh. I enjoyed that aspect. And at the end, we got the end credit scene with Tails coming in looking for him. So it was great. Now we got that trailer showing Knuckles show up because yeah. Eggman found him while he was, you know, stranded. Awesome. Keep it going. Like it was great, and it. I like, hope it doesn't tie in with the Super Mario. <laughs> I don't think it will because that's it can't. Like, it can't. It, it shouldn't. But it should be its own thing because I. I feel like they're building their own universe, which is great. Because if you're gonna do a mm -hmm. knuckle show, I could imagine a shadow show or even go far as silver, but that's way too far. So with knuckles, as in terms of the spinoff, I feel like they might go. I don't know if you remember the game Knuckles Chaotix. Sounds familiar. So Sega game, it was Knuckles' own video game, and he had his own team. So, and yeah. it was the same thing, you know, running game, but it was team based. He he had different characters and stuff that like that. And and these characters uh, made their way into the Sonic franchise multiple times, and I believe Sonic Mania they came in as well. But Knuckles Chaotix, it had. Um, oh wow! I I remember this. You, you definitely know this. You know. I'm, I'm seeing images about, now. But, yeah. Originally came out on 32X. Yeah, it had. Jeez, what are these guys' names? I got you right now. Um, Go you got Shade, Vector, the Crocodile, Vector was the AD crocodile. Echidna, uh, SPO, the Chameleon, uh, Charmy B, Mighty, the Armadillo, which he was, I thought he was pretty cool looking. Uh, Ray, yeah. the Flying and Squirrel. And Ray, the Flying Squirrel. So Mighty and Ray. Ended up making their way into Sonic Media. Vector, SBO, they've been seen a couple of different times, I think, in like Sonic Riders and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so th those are things where it's like it's it makes sense to bring that team into it. So, you know, Knuckles Chaotix being Knuckles goes his own way with a with a with his own team and finds his way in this world and then you know joins the Sonic team later on for Sonic 3. It's pretty cool. So, it's kind of like the games, but in movie version. It's kind of like stay exactly home a little bit, and you can make a good movie. Like it's possible. Yeah. Like you know, and it, it it deals with passion. I think that's what it comes down oh, yeah. to. You know, if you have the passion for the work, it'll transfer over. And I think they 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 caught something with the first Sonic, and I think the next one is just going to be even better. Just from the teaser, I I really loved it, and I think. It's gonna go a long way, and Jim yeah. Carrey reprising, you know, that classic com like comedy styling that he's known for, you know, being over the top, fits so well with Eggman. You know, originally I was kind of like, oh, but Eggman's supposed to be fat, but you really just look past that when you see this. You know, the characters he is robotic. Oh, it's like Heath Ledger's he Joker. He is he's Doctor Eggman, robotic, whatever you have you. And you see them, you're seeing these characters grow into themselves, like into the versions that we're more 
uh, familiar with, and that's especially what I with, really the, like. with his mustache because he didn't. It was smaller mm-hmm. before, but at the end, you see, it got like they're you evolving. See, it's all they're frazzled. Turning, yeah, they're yeah. they're evolving. Yeah, they're they're turning into the characters that we know, and now you know this taking on Sonic Two, I believe. I think that's when Knuckles came in as a bad guy, and mm-hmm. you know as a minion of Robotnik. So this is really cool. You know, it's just really showing this evolution like you were saying of all these characters so i I can't wait to see a little bit more i'm pretty stoked but moving into our last topic here um i know this was a a little over a week ago but i think it was really it's really cool for us to address it now we're going to be talking about the super bowl halftime show now i watched the big game i watched the big game every year yep I you do know, the same, just for the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I act, I like the game. You know, the Rams won this year. I was hoping for the Bengals just because whatever, but I like the Rams too. But the halftime show, one of the best halftime shows I have ever seen. You know, last year we had J-Lo and Shakira. That was okay. Like, I did not mind that at all. It was really good. I really liked Beyonce's uh, halftime mm-hmm. show um with bruno mars and you know but this one particularly we had dr dre eminem snoop dogg 50 cent and kendrick lamar like mary j blige oh also mary j blige and anderson pock yes like we we had all of these great musicians Mm -hmm. and i loved it it was so good just watching them all just kind of go out there. I was super I, I was super surprised when 50 came in upside down. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing Kendrick Lamar, we haven't really heard anything from him in a while. Yeah, so seeing him out there doing rocking it out. Uh Dr. Dre, when he when he got onto the piano, he did the quick um tribute to Tupac. Yep. When Eminem got on the mic and was rapping super hard, like he hasn't even freaking left. Like he, yeah, right. And, Still and then what I love, first off, he was rocking a pair of um, exclusive oh, Jordans that he had yeah. on. That was the with first the e, thing I noticed. When with he the had backwards it. E on it. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's so cool. And then, and I didn't Got even it. realize this until I watched it afterwards, he took a knee. Yeah. And when he took a knee, apparently, you know, the powers that be at, at NFL told him not to. Yeah. They were like, yeah, don't do that. And he said, no, I'm going to do it. And he took a knee in support of Colin Kaepernick. And you know what? That's a huge, that's a huge thing. I I feel like it should be a little bit bigger because like for that week, it was like on everything. It was on every like outlet or whatever, but they didn't really Mm -hmm. stress it too much. And then that to me gets in like, I don't want to get stray from what we're talking about, but it gets to me where, you know, like I love Eminem, but like he's still a white person. So they're not really doing anything Mm -hmm. about it. But I I feel like it, the the media coverage was not covering it longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, should they re re like go back and look at what uh, Kaepernick did? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the words is I I can't put it into words. But I feel like now I'm not saying because he's white. Like, because he's white, they don't say anything. But I just feel like there's not a lot of media coverage just so they can talk more about because mm-hmm. the discussion just dissipates. Like yeah. it was just there for like a couple of days and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Like I I wish they talked more about it. But I I love that he did it anyway because he stood in yeah. solidarity with him. 
when he did it, I was like, I, I, I pointed to to my wife, uh, my wife, my fiance. One day, my wife, I pointed. I was like, yo, like he, he bending. Well, not bending the knee. He, he got he knee uh, took a knee, and I was like, wow, like that's that's the guy. That's why we love Eminem. And then he went hand with his bars, like he never left. It was, you know, on top of the political messaging there, I think it was just a great, absolutely great halftime show. And we got to see um, some of the best of all time gathered yeah. together on one stage Which is and great. just rock out. Mm -hmm. Like to see, you know, these people truly, you know, at the top of their craft and still be at the top of their craft. They've been doing this for decades and yeah. there's still people that get everyone going you know all the the classic songs that they have. It's it's you truly... got goosebumps when they when all those those came. I got yes. goosebumps. I, I remember my childhood. I was like, oh wow! Like, I never really listened to music like that, but just you know the hits are always gonna be there. And I was like, you just yep. instinctually start bobbing your head, and yeah. it's like yes. And I, you know, as soon as it ended, I was like, no, give it back. Like I want more of this. They just need to do that every year. Like I think we're good. We just need to do it every year. That's it. <laughs> Bring them back and just like just keep it. bringing them back. Yeah, I mean, I would support it. So you know, seeing these, like I like I said before, seeing these great people, these great artists coming together and sharing the stage is just so much fun. And sharing it on the biggest stage, you know, in the U.S. and yeah. you know, possibly the world. The Super Bowl is massive, but you yeah. know, I know it doesn't come any come close to like you know the World Cup and all that. But anyway. To be on this super massive stage and just performing like that for everyone and, and truly looking like they had a good time on top of that. It Amazing. was so much fun and it's one of the best halftime shows I've ever seen. And before we close out the show, just as a quick honor, honorable mention, you know, this past weekend we also had the NBA All-Star Game. And yet again, it's another place where we get to see like top performers. Greats. Yeah, all these greats, you know, doing their thing. So not only just within the game, you know, it was uh, Team Durant versus Team LeBron. Yes. And, you know, yes. all all these all-stars, you know, facing off, you know, they, they typically, it's just a show-off game. Everyone's doing crazy shots and dunks and all this. And they're just having fun with it. It's an exhibition for the fans. On top of other things, they have the dunk contest, three-point contest, you know, celebrity game. You know, they have all these things that go on during All-Star Weekend. And a really cool thing for the NBA's 75th anniversary, they made the all-star teams. So they had a collection of past mm. and pre well, I guess not present, all retired. Some have moved on, uh, you know, in life. Some have passed on. Some are just well, retired NBA pines. stars. Yeah. They're just retired NBA stars. And they created this like all-star lineup of all these different people across the generations. Mm -hmm. So it was just fun to see all these greats come back and be in the same room. Like, you know, I was constantly seeing video clips of like Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, saw some uh Allen Iverson, uh yeah. Ray Allen, uh I'm trying to think of one. Steve Nash showed yeah. up yeah. uh like on screen. Um there was just so many, and it was just fun to see that and see the NBA honor 75 years of greats, right? Yeah. And we got to see people standing beside each other that, you know, they might not have played in the league at the same but time. Standing but standing next to each other, yeah. Yeah, just standing next to each other and embodying greatness in the sport. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it was just really cool to see. So just, you know, coming off of the Super Bowl thing, 
seeing great musical performers and then we see great athletes coming in and it's just this past week and a half sort of was just really cool kind of like a nostalgia hit because we get the nostalgic music coming in with the halftime show and then we get to see our sports idols come back just for one night and be among each other among each other and wear the uh you know the nba blazers and just yeah kind of be recognized as the elite thought was a lot of fun it, it, it honestly it's a nice way uh, you say it's like an uh an, inje- an, an injection of uh a nostalgia because it's like everyone this brings people together like yeah i may have been a michael jordan fan for so long and not liked lebron but you yeah. gotta give lebron his you know his due because like dude is one of the great he's on he's, he's on a this, living he's legend yeah, yeah he's a yeah so when he's done years later, there's gonna be another LeBron, and he's gonna be the Michael. I was gonna say Michael Jackson, the Michael Jordan of, <laughs> I guess that time. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, I thought it was really cool. And then one thing I wanted to mention, they just said in the in this recording right now, um, you know, they even honored uh, Kobe as well. Like you know, oh yeah, like he should have been there. Like you know what I mean? Like he yeah. definitely would have been there. He would have. Um, his yeah. wife, his wife was there, which was which was a. Uh, uh, the word that's escaping, like poignant, or it was a nice honor. Yeah, they what? Well, it was the trophy that they unveiled in his name, right? Yeah. Let me see. But I thought I what thought was it was really I thought it was really cool. One of the more popular, um, one of the more popular stuff that we've seen in online is just Michael Jordan and LeBron hugging it out, talking, and just mm-hmm. like. I wonder what they're saying to each other, but it's this like meme going around where it's like, you know, every time Michael Jordan makes an appearance, he's always like a little sauce and he's always saying something funny or whatever. And then <laughs> keeps it moving. But I, I thought it was like it was not like a bad joke. I think it was just pretty cool because it's like, you know, you're you you were one of the greats and you just step out of your 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 house cave just to be like, hey, yo, guys, remember me? I was I was the you know, the ish. And, you know. It was funny because I actually saw a clip of uh, of MJ like call out Magic Johnson, and he was like, "Yo, Mm. let's do one on one right now." It's just just (laughs) funny, yeah. Like little 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 clips like that was pretty cool. But yeah, but uh, but yeah. So it was the Kobe and Gianna Bryant MVP Mm. award, and it was awarded to the um the MVP of the All Star Game. So yeah, no, that's fantastic, and. Yeah, it it's fun to see kind of like our heroes kind of step out and be normal people, and you know, on top of you know seeing the the dedication that the NBA still has towards Kobe, because you know, in all intents and purposes, we we lost him. You know, he had so much more to give, but you know, yeah. obviously his his time on this earth was up. But um, but yeah, it it was nice to see that they they turned that award into into something honoring honoring Kobe as well. Yeah. But I think that'll do it for today, guys. This was a lot of fun. So we will see you next time. So this is Jay Justin Ruiz signing off. This is Jay Jeremy Francois. Bye, guys. Be good. Hey, um, Justin is watching Rebels. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If you go back to one of our previous episodes, yes, I'm watching Star Wars Rebels. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want more, like and subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the Average Jays podcast on Instagram and Twitter.